What is up, guys? Welcome to Grace's Space. It is me, your host, Grace. I don't know who else it would be. Um, and I'm excited that you're here. I really am. And I hope your week has been going well. And I especially say that to high school students and college students because the impending doom of final season has arrived. And if you're like me, which I'm sure I'm not alone in this. This is my least favorite part of the academic year. And okay, for me as a communications major, um, my assignments normally are like, okay, here's a discussion board post you have to write on your feelings due at midnight. So it hasn't been the most like academically challenging year for me. Um, But now I'm kind of realizing that I have like, you know, assignments and exams and papers that I actually have to like do so I'm getting through that the best way I can and right now I'm procrastinating by recording this podcast um but that being said I know you guys have been working hard and we can get through this this is the final push um The next thing I wanted to talk about is just thank you for the love and response on last episode. Um, That was, I wasn't sure if I was going to put that out because it was all in one take. It wasn't edited and it was a very raw episode and I am happy to hear that it resonated with you all. And um, I have been thinking about doing a bonus episode maybe once a month that is just kind of my unfiltered thoughts on that um on things and you know when I do a podcast it is my loosely scripted thoughts on things especially when it's like a on a topic um so let me know if you guys kind of like that more chill atmosphere that is not you know taking questions it's not you know doing the weekly favorites it's just purely a story or you know my raw thoughts on something. Um, Let me know what you guys think. Also, I just wanted to say Spotify Wrapped just came out like yesterday. And I think Spotify Wrapped should be a national holiday. I love seeing what I listen to. I love seeing what my friends listen to. But a lot of you have been sending me that I was one of your top podcasts of the year, which is insane to me. I never... have thought I would be on somebody's Spotify wrapped. I never thought I would be on Spotify period. And so I just wanted to say thank you for the love and thank you for the support. You guys rock. And that being said, let's get into the weekly favorites, guys. We have some pretty cool stuff this week. All right, guys, welcome to the weekly favorites. I'm excited about this week. I say that literally every single week, but That's because I love sharing art. And so the first thing that I have for my weekly favorites is a song. And that song is Self-Control by Frank Ocean. So Spotify Wrapped just came out. And my top song of the year was Self-Control by Frank Ocean. This song is so beautiful. And I'm sure you've all heard of Frank Ocean. He, I mean, it's not like he's an underground artist. But... I just love the way Frank Ocean describes things. I love how he describes his concept of having self-control. And 
I don't know how to explain the song. I don't know how to do it justice, and I don't think I can. So you should definitely go check out this song if you haven't yet. Um, according to Spotify, I listened to it 70 times. Um, so that's why I wanted to include it on my weekly favorites. The next weekly favorite that I have is a movie. And that movie is called The Royal Tenenbaums, and it is a Wes Anderson film. And my mom, I le- I was like, Mom... If you pick out a movie, I will watch it. It doesn't matter what it is. And this is the movie she picked out. Um, And it is... I don't know how to explain it, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to say that you should watch it and you definitely won't be disappointed. Wes Anderson is one of my favorite directors of all time. I don't think I'm alone in that. I love the colors that he uses. I love that he uses symmetry. I love the whimsy that, you know, he portrays in his filmmaking. And... The soundtrack to this movie is just amazing, and please check it out. You will not be disappointed. And finally, my content creator for the week is my friend, Abby Wary. And she has a blog and an Etsy shop. And I thought, you know, as the holidays are coming and you guys, you know, I encourage you all to shop small. I'd really like you to check out her Etsy shop. So, Abby is my friend from Witten's, and that is my work. And what I've always noticed and admired about Abby is how creative and artistic she is. She would always, like, leave me little sticky notes of just different art. And so I was really happy to see that she made an Etsy shop, and her Etsy shop consists of canvases, um, stickers, Um, journals, just everything you can think of. And she has the most creative stuff I've ever seen. Um, And she also has a blog. And Abby, I love your blog and I love your Etsy shop. Um, I think you are, are just an awesome person and I, you inspire me in a lot of ways. And so her Etsy shop and her Instagram is at sunshine and rain. And that is um, R-A-Y-N-E underscore. And I will be linking that in the description. I encourage you to check out Abby's stuff because she is just awesome. And that being said, let's get into the episode. Okay, so I'm actually recording this on the day it's going to be uploaded. Fun fact. Um, Yesterday, I recorded my episode, and I wanted it to be all on TikTok. I wanted the whole episode to be purely on TikTok, and I didn't really like how it turned out. And I was kind of thinking to myself throughout the day, like, why don't you like this episode? Like, TikTok is such a relevant platform. It applies to a lot of people, and it's so relevant in my own life. Um, Why don't you like it? And What I realized literally just when I woke up this morning and it is 7.52 in the morning, um, I realized that TikTok is a part of a larger um, question and larger questions that I've been having around humor and around Gen Z. So um, I'm kind of shifting the focus of the episode today originally from TikTok and more just about humor in general and what what actually makes us funny because i've been thinking about this a lot um 
as you all know, I have been at home. And what has been really interesting to me being at home and taking my classes online um, has been being around my parents. And mom and dad, I love you. I love being around my parents. But it's also just interesting to me because this has been the first time that I've really, um, I've been around my parents now more than I probably have been my entire life. And this sounds like such an odd way to view living with your parents, but I like to observe what they find funny and how they approach life and how they approach their worldview versus my own. Um, because, you know, my parents are from like Gen X and I am from Gen Z. And the things that we find intriguing, the things that we find fascinating, and the things that we find funny are really so, so different. Um, for example, mom and dad might show me a clip from Saturday Night Live. Um, this especially happened during the election. And they would show it to me with the intent of me laughing and me thinking it was funny. But I would watch those things sometimes and I would not find it funny. I just, I couldn't put my finger on why it was. And on the flip side, um, sometimes I will show my mom and dad things I think are hilarious. I will go on TikTok and show my mom and dad things from TikTok. And they will just look at me and be, and look at me like I was speaking a foreign language. Like, they would have no idea what they just watched or why they were supposed to find it funny. But to me and my sister, we would kind of, like, we would think it would meant perfect, perfect sense. And so I've kind of spent a lot of time thinking about this lately. Like, why is it that we're all, I mean, we're far apart in age, but it's not like we're that far apart. Like, 30 or 40 years in the grand scheme of things is not that much. So why is it that we approach life and the world so different? Um, and this whole idea of generations, like millennials versus Gen Z, um, and our humor has been so interesting for me lately. And here's what I've been kind of thinking. Um, I think sometimes we're raised by society as almost as much as we are raised by our family. And what I mean by that is, you know, the world that Gen Z grew up in, and Gen Z, for those of you who don't know, are people born in between the years of 1997 and 2002. But our world is so fast paced and it is so different than the one our parents have grown up in just due to the internet. And because of that, we have such a weird sense of humor. Um, and I'm trying to think how I would really describe Gen Z and Gen Z humor. And I think I would have to say it's random and it's very chaotic, whether you think chaotic is good or bad. That is kind of just how it is. And um, it's all based on the internet. So Gen Z, I think, was really the first group of people who were really raised on the internet. Because if you take a look at millennials, you know, a lot of them had phones and technology in their high school years, but not necessarily 
you know, when they were young. And for me, I mean, I think technology has been such a big part of my life ever since I was little. Um, and I think that plays a huge part into our humor. So I want to get more into why I think Gen Z has this weird sense of humor. All right, so let's take a look at why I think Gen Z humor is the way that it is. Um, and I said before, you know, it's due to the internet, but what effects does that really have? Um, I kind of think the first thing is like impermanence in Gen Z humor. So, you know, the internet is something that's constantly changing um, and constantly evolving. Like when I look at TikTok, um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with TikTok, um, you have a For You page and the trends are constantly changing. Like I know I could log off of TikTok and the trends could be one thing and the type of humor could be one thing. And then I could log back on the next week or even the next day and everything would be different. People would be laughing at different things. And what is it with this impermanence? I kind of think that, you know, when the world is constantly changing around us, especially now with COVID, it seems that things are constantly, you know, changing. This is our way of keeping up with it. Um, you know, if I were to reference a meme from like even a month ago, it would be called a dead meme um, and the world would have moved on. And I kind of think that, Gen Z, this is our way with of keeping up with the, the chaos, I think, of the world. Um, and one, like, word I notice Gen Z using a lot is irrelevant. Like, that joke's irrelevant now. Um, and I kind of think that that's what it's a result of. And I think that also, you know, Gen Z has a, a relatively short attention span and I think that's also reflected in our humor because not only do the trends also change, but just TikTok and tweets and social media are quick. You know, TikTok is a platform where the humor and the jokes are 15 to 60 seconds, whereas other generations, I think, use more long form type humor like television. Um, and I think, you know... It sounds kind of dumb to say, but like Gen Z is attracted to like bright colors and quick moving things. Um, and I just think that's because we don't really have time or the attention to devote to watching, you know, two hours or one hour of SNL. Um, and I also kind of I find Gen Z humor to be a little bit dark and we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and I, I think like Gen Z is a group of people who's very socially aware and we are very up on, you know, social issues and the effects that they have. Um, but at the same time, we almost take these issues and we, we almost make fun of them in a way. And I'm kind of wondering why that is. And I think because we've seen it all, because we've been raised by the internet and, there's a lot of dark stuff going on in the world, especially now with COVID. Um, I think sometimes it it's like a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. And so 
we make these jokes about these serious topics because, you know, it's easier to face and it's easier to take on these topics while we're joking about them and while we're being sarcastic about them. And so I think in the past it's been kind of taboo to to make light of these things, but I think that Gen Z kind of subverts that. Um, and I think that's interesting. Um, but that's kind of why I think Gen Z's humor is the way that it is. Um, and I'm wondering what it will look like, you know, years down the line. I wonder what it will look like for ne the next generation. So that being said, I have another question and we'll get into that next. So now that I've kind of broke down Gen Z humor and why I think we find the things that we think are funny, funny, I'm kind of wondering, I'm left with the question, is it possible to be universally funny? And is there such a thing that, like as a joke that everybody finds funny? Um, and you know, I don't know because right now we're just talking about purely generations, but there's so many other factors that go into humor and wit that I haven't even covered or even talked about. Like culture, I think, you know, things, things in different cultures um, can be found funny based on their experience. And I think that experience is really where we draw our humor from and where we draw what we relate to. Um, but okay, here's what I'm kind of thinking. There are different niches um, of humor. And so, you know, Gen Z does have this very random, quirky, dark sense of humor that we see on TikTok and kind of in our media and in our world. But there are like different layers. So people in Gen Z will find things funny because they relate to other Gen Z people. Um, but what might be funny to me as someone who lives in America and be in Gen Z could be completely different than someone who lives in a different country and is in Gen Z. But because we're both Gen Z, we'll find, you know, internet humor funny, but we won't find things culturally the same, you know? Um, and maybe if, if someone is listening to this and lives in a different country, um, please let me know if I'm on base with that. Um, and similar, similarly, you know, that's why people of different generations find things funny. And I think it gets really broad here. And there are things we can find universally funny because we do have one thing in common. And that thing is the human experience. Um, I kind of like to think of humor as like, you know, when you're working a job and you and your coworkers have like this bond that nobody else can understand because you're working the same job and you have to do like the same crappy things and also the same like fun things too. Um, I kind of like to think of this a little bit relating to the human experience because we're all humans. We all have to do certain things. You know, we all have to eat. We all have to drink. You know, we all have to take care of ourselves. And because of that, we can relate to each other. And that, I think, is the answer to the question. Is there, is it possible to find things universally funny? Um, the things that I think 
I consider to be universally funny, no matter what age or what culture you're from, are slapstick humor, I think will never not be funny because humans are weird creatures and we mess up and we fall down. And yeah, it can be funny to just poke fun of yourself and I don't know, admit that we're all vulnerable and kind of poke fun at like how fragile humans actually are. Um, And so that's why I kind of think slapstick. And like, I remember watching things like America's Funniest Home Videos and it would just be a bunch of kids falling down or like adults slipping on ice. Um, And I think that's why we find humor in that. Okay, and weirdly, I think this is also why we think poop jokes are funny um because I guess everyone has to poop and it's part of the human experience and it's literally waste so that's why I kind of think that poop jokes no matter how you know mature or immature you consider them to be I think that's why they're funny um and maybe I'm thinking it too deep into this you know maybe you're like Grace it is literally just a joke it is just humor like it's not that deep But I do kind of have to think about this and I want to know what you guys think. So that being said, let's get into the questions. All right, guys, it is time for, you know what it is, my favorite time of the week, question time. Um, and so I asked you guys what questions you have about Gen Z humor and here's what you said. Um, Can you talk about interacting with older generations that don't quite get our humor? Um, Okay, I think that Gen Z has this tendency to dismiss other generations because they don't understand our humor. And what I think is kind of hypocritical about this is Gen Z also gets very up in arms about the criticism of our own generation being like lazy and on the internet all all the time and at the same time though we definitely you know make fun of people like millennials for their humor and sometimes i do think this is all in good fun like i said earlier gen z doesn't really take anything seriously and so that's why we kind of make fun of people and generations But the thing is, a lot of other generations don't know this and don't know that it might be all in good fun. And so I think we have to kind of stop the generational slander. Um, I know for me, when I'm around other generations, I don't really reference Gen Z humor. I don't really do that because I'm not in the same environment. We're not you know, I know that, you know, what my mom finds funny um, or like what my grandparents will find funny are different. And so I just don't act the same. I don't act as like random um, or whatever. And I don't really reference the internet as much. Um, And I think too, if someone has a question about our humor, I think we need to kind of like approach that with compassion a little bit more because things are always changing and older generations are trying to keep up too. And so that's kind of what I would say. Um, Next question is, do you think the cancel culture behind is Gen Z and TikTok is corrupt and how do we fix it? Yes. Um, I think that cancel culture is very corrupt. And if you don't know what cancel culture is, um, when Gen Z finds something or someone problematic, 
our first response is often to just block them and not just block them like, oh, on your phone, like a number, but like block them from making content, um, stop following them, kind of destroy their career. Um, and it's kind of like I said, you know, with the older generations, um, I think we need to treat people with more compassion because we're all learning about things at such different paces. And, you know, I know if I had a camera on me 24 seven, I would probably be canceled too. I think that humans are inherently problematic and we're not perfect. And Gen Z kind of holds people to a high standard and one that's often unattainable. And I think the only way we can fix cancel culture is to realize that there are actual human beings behind a screen. Um, because I think we've kind of rebranded cyberbullying as cancel culture and made it acceptable. And I think we need to be more compassionate. Um, and I don't know how we can really make an entire generation and an entire way of thinking more compassionate, but it starts with you and it starts with me. And that is what I would say. I would just say by not participating in cancel culture and by actively speaking out against it, that's how we can fix it. Someone said, is dark humor superior? Um, I don't think dark humor is superior and I don't also don't think it's inferior. I think that Every kind of humor is valid, and I think that dark humor is often a coping mechanism, and I think it's also just another way of dealing with the human experience, and so in that sense, I don't think it's superior, um, but I do think it's one of the most used of our generation, and so I think it's the most prevalent, um, is what I would say. Um, someone said, if you could pick one thing one thing from our childhood to bring back, what would it be? Mine would be freaking zoo pals, those paper plates that looked like animals or uh, college essentials. Okay. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, I think humor wise, if I were to bring something back from our childhood, I think I would bring back the whole idea of like a childhood show or like a kid's show because I think like now, like kids being born today um, don't really have like kids shows. Like I know I would sit down and watch Arthur. Um, I know Arthur, I was a PBS kid, kid. But I don't think like kids now really have that. They just have apps and games and things like that. And so if I were to bring something back from childhood for people growing up now, that's what I would say. I loved I loved kids' shows and cartoons. That's what I bring back. Um, favorite TikToker, favorite trend, and least favorite trend. Um, my favorite TikToker ever is, there's this guy named Daniel, and um, I don't know his at off the top of my head, but he works at Coldstone Creamery, and he makes these beautiful ice cream cakes, like the most beautiful cakes I've ever seen. And he also just kind of talks about his day and like life lessons. And I never knew ice cream and life lessons could go together so well, but they do. They do awesomely. And that is why he's my favorite TikToker. Um, I will be putting his TikTok in my description so you guys can look him up because he's super cool. 
my favorite trend right now is um, the no nuance November. I love hearing people's hot takes. I think they're so interesting. Um, and it's, it is kind of interesting. I think in the midst of cancel culture that we have this like no nuance November trend going on because of cancel culture, but I find it very intriguing. Um, my least favorite TikTok trend, uh, probably just when people like lip sync to music, that's like not entertaining to me. It doesn't, I mean, it can be fun, so no judgment, but it doesn't have as much talent as the rest of TikTok. Um, let me see what the other questions are. Um, what type of humor would you say you have? I think my humor is very silly. And I, I think that most of the time, if you're around me, I think I have a very silly sense of humor and it doesn't always make sense. Um, you can head over to my personal Twitter, not the um, podcast Twitter, and that's um, at GraceArnold203, and you will see that my sense of humor is very random, which I think is also the same as, you know, Gen Z as a whole. But I also think that my humor, not to like, you know, toot my own horn, is witty. I love puns. I love puns so much. I find anything with wit to be funny. And I think I get that from my mom because she is also like that. And finally, let me head over to the Twitter to hear our last question. You guys had great questions this week, by the way. Um, someone said, what's your favorite part about being in Gen Z? Mine is our diversity. Um, I would have to agree with that. I really would. I think... Um, two things that I love about Gen Z is our creativity, our resilience. And you know what? Here's a third thing. Um, I think our social awareness is also a part of why I love Gen Z. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And that is it for the questions this week, guys. I loved this episode. I might do another part, um, about Gen Z just because I'm so fascinated by this generation and why we work the way that we do. Um, so thank you for listening and I will see you on a future Thursday. Before I forget, um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Grace's Space 3. Find me on Instagram at grace.arnold underscore um, thanks for hanging out with me, guys. I love it every week, and you're going to get through those finals. I will see you on a future Thursday, and please share if, if you feel so inclined. It really helps me with growing the podcast, and if you want to leave a review, if you're on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to me. You guys rock. I'll see you later.